museum curator leaned tensely forward in the wooden deck chair, his stout body taut against the sudden jarring of the boat. The creases in his face, which tunneled toward his heavy jawline, tightened and caused artists to become concerned once more about the cause of his evident apprehension. Artists made no comment, merely gazed beyond him across the clear blue water of Galveston Bay. Above his small yacht, seagulls circled, their white wings flapping with each shrill cry. Artists had flown to Galveston yesterday to take charge of the Fortune's exhibit, which was already receiving national publicity. The moment she had settled into her seaside residence, Craig had phoned her, insisting that she go right out to the site where, in 1858, the old clipper ship, the Fortune, had ended its final voyage. It had been obvious to artists from the start that the afternoon wasn't intended as a social get-together— Craig's wife, Val, and his daughter, Megan, had made it perfectly clear from the start that they had made other plans for the day, plans that, in the end, Craig had overruled. He must have something very important to talk over with artists, something that couldn't wait until Monday morning. Craig leaned back in the sun-faded chair. Before Red's accident, we were just about ready to close down the underwater part of this venture, he said. I'm sure that making a final dive and releasing the site is the first thing you'll want to do, as his replacement. Artists couldn't make that decision until she had a chance to go over Red's work on the project. Again, she made no comment. Craig's hand braced against his broad temple, just below the close-cropped graying hair. I've already made arrangements with Troy Harrington. If you're up to diving tomorrow afternoon, he'll be glad to accompany you. Even though Artis was highly qualified, marine archaeology was not her line. She would not have volunteered for the job if it hadn't been for the tragic way Red Michaels had died. Artis had been Red's major consultant and knew just how much this project had meant to him. But now the very thought of submerging into an 80-foot depth of ocean to some obscure seafloor would have unnerved Artis, even if it hadn't been for her colleague's fatal accident— Despite the fact that Artis had only recently met Red Michaels, he had just joined the staff of the Chicago Institute, she had felt overwhelming horror upon hearing the news of his death. She thought of him now, of his terror at being trapped in the muted green darkness beneath a collapsed wall of the old shipwreck. Even if it weren't for Michaels' death, marine archaeology always conjured up disturbing images for Artis, of clouds of silt, of murky spaces occupied by scuttling sea creatures. Craig's deep voice cut into her thoughts. If, in this case, you don't feel like going down to the wreck yourself, that's understandable. I can just call the Institute. I'm sure Grant Merlin will send someone out to make the dive for you. The unexpected rocking of the boat made artists feel a sudden queasiness. I intend to do the work here myself, Artis wasn't sure whether or not this was the answer Craig Clay had expected, or if it had pleased or displeased him. He didn't speak for some time, just remained very still, head bent, fingers poised at his temple. I would go with you, but I'm not much for such activities, he added with a short chuckle. I can hardly manage to get around up here. He paused, looking at her closely. Troy Harrington is the expert. He will want to be the one to dive with you. Before Artis could respond, 
Craig's wife, Val, emerged from the boat's cabin. The bright sunlight gave her carefully tinted hair a coppery metallic glow. She wore a perfectly matched outfit of polo shirt and tight shorts that complemented her long tanned legs. It hardly seemed possible that Val, many years younger than Craig, was old enough to have a daughter in her mid-twenties. "'Wade wants to anchor somewhere and have lunch,' Val said. "'Not until we get to the cove near the site,' Craig replied. "'But that's at least an hour from now.' With an exasperated toss of her head, Val addressed Artis. "'He dragged us out of bed at dawn. "'He didn't even give us a chance for a bite of breakfast.' Turning back to Craig, she said in an accusatory way, "'Megan and Wade are hungry. "'They will survive,' Craig assured her. "'He lifted a hand from the broad arm of the wooden chair "'as if to wave her away.